This is the Better Part Podcast, where we have conversations about choosing the better part in every aspect of life. Honesty moment. We don't have it all together, and we are learning this with you. We're so glad you're here. We are excited to navigate the hard things and ask questions with you. We want to champion laying aside our to-do lists in the name of filling our minds with true and lovely things. So let's fight striving and stride together to the feet of Jesus. So now that we're all on the same page, let's get started. Well, cheers to the Better Part Podcast and finishing up this month of February and celebrating love and all things relationships. My name is Bex. And I'm Clara. And we're your co-hosts for this little podcast of ours. And I'm just going to jump right into it. I hope that's okay with everybody who's out there. I'm down. Let's do it. Um, So this episode is, we're kind of coming from a different perspective. And Clara and I... um, are going to explain it all. So don't worry, we're not freaking out on you just yet. (laughs) Maybe it'll happen. Who knows? (laughs) So this episode really is um, the fruit of a very real and very vulnerable conversation that Clara and I had actually last night. um, So less than 24 (laughs) hours ago. So this is just a very, very personal episode for the both of us. We're just going to kind of take a step back and invite you guys into something that we are working through together, actually. Mm -hmm. So just to provide a little bit of context, we actually recorded another episode last night, and that was going to be episode (laughs) 35. That's what you guys were going to hear. Mm-hmm. But we just couldn't bring ourselves to release an episode that we weren't passionate about and that we weren't 100% in it. Our minds just were not yeah. there. We just, we were kind of coming at it from a very burnt out perspective mm-hmm. um, from work and our friendship and a lot of things that we're going to talk about soon. But um, I'm going to kind of pass it on to Clara and say that after we hit the record button last night when we stopped recording, She was really, really brave um, to initiate kind of a hard but so needed conversation. And so I'm going to pass the baton to her to kind of explain (laughs) what we're talking about this episode. (laughs) By now you're like, what the heck's going on? Um, It's like, mom and dad breaking up? No, Um, not at all. No. (laughs) Literally not at all. Um, No, actually the opposite. So basically um, I had just been having this uneasy feeling about – my well, I was having an uneasy feeling about the podcast and my friendship with Bex. And at the time that I was feeling this, I really was treating them as kind of both one in the same, which was mm-hmm. kind of the core of the bad part of it. Because my relationship with Bex is not just the podcast, but I had let mm-hmm. it get to that point. And so I was just like super We're both guilty <laughs> of that. I did too. It's not just Claire, it's me yeah, too. I was just super um discontent and just felt this icky feeling about it all and so typically I'm a person who wants to have like I think about these conversations long in advance and I have like bullet points in my head and stuff like that and that is not what happened last night I just kind of started word vomiting to to Becca I was like I don't know how I felt about that episode I felt really awkward um I was just like I feel like we're on different pages I was like I'm I feel like we're both just on autopilot it felt really fake like I'm just like saying like all these things that are not really like connected to each other I'm just like saying random things (laughs) and it ended up leading to a really great conversation um because I had just been feeling like oh this isn't great between me and Bex but I wasn't it wasn't one of those things where I was like 
oh, Bex is in the wrong, or I'm in the wrong, or I wasn't, like, mad at her about anything, or... Well, it's not like we had this moment where it's, like, you can pin it down to this, like, I guess, pivotal moment yeah. of, oh, that's where something went wrong. That's when, like, tension started happening. Like, it just kind of was a slow fade. It just yeah. happened, but we let it get there, you know? Yeah, and I didn't have... I mean, it almost would have been easier if there was someone to blame because I'm a big believer in, like, you apologize, you accept an apology, you move on, you know? Yep. And yeah. that just... It wasn't really the conversation that needed to be had, if that makes sense. And so um, I was just kind of like, this is what I'm feeling. What are you feeling? So um, I guess that's the best place to go from here, Bex, if you just want to talk about... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I My biggest thing is I, we kind of started the conversation just me saying, I miss you, and that's all that I know, and I feel like things aren't good. Yeah. And so... Yeah, and yeah. I mean... Just to kind of preface this entire conversation, we kind of are coming at it from the perspective of perspective of, okay, if we're best friends and our relationship, our friendship is going through this, then we're kind of putting a general assumption that a lot of you guys are feeling the same way. And whether that's true or not, we just think that whatever we're working through with our friendship and being intentional with relationships in our lives in this new post-grad season, we really want to just invite you to that and for you to just pull up a seat. And if you are going through the same thing, if you are feeling lonely or if you haven't been as intentional with your friendships as you want to be in post-grad, we're right there with you. Like we're really, yeah, yeah, we really are. (laughs) We're we're asking these hard questions with you um, and we're really willing to face the difficult answers. Um, And so if any of you guys are feeling that way, know that you're not alone and know that you just have a seat at our table and you are welcome. And that's why we're having this conversation to include you in and just to let you guys know that we're here with you and we're willing to work it out and bring you alongside. Yeah. And I think another part of it too, is just that like, we don't, like we're in the middle. We're talking to you from the middle. Yeah. <laughs> this literally yeah, just yeah. happened last night. And yeah. so um, there's no like, oh, I remember this one time when this happened and this is how Jesus got me through it. Mm-hmm. We're literally in the middle of it. Yeah, so, we're kind of in the trenches right now, which I mean yeah. is the nitty gritty. But at the same time, what's more real and raw and vulnerable than that nitty gritty? Like we're living in that right now. So <laughs> welcome to Here's our it. corner of real. <laughs> <laughs> this is the better part for us right it now. It is the truly. better part. Yeah. I guess just kind of to talk about through our conversation last night and Um, just to put it under this umbrella of, or this topic of friendship. So I was coming at it from the perspective whenever Clara asked me, okay, how are you feeling about everything? Like, where is our friendship gone? Like, what is going on? And so (laughs) from my perspective, I I don't know if any of you guys can relate because this is actually a very vulnerable thing to admit. I hate admitting it. It makes me cringy. But (laughs) my biggest fear or one of my biggest insecurities is feeling like a burden to people. Um, So if you know me, you know that like I love productivity. And if I'm present in the room, I want to add value. And if I don't feel like I'm adding value, I start to shut down. And then I assume that I'm a burden to people. And so that's where I was coming from, from the perspective of our friendship. And so because Claire was going through a lot of things with her job and, you know, she was going through her first year of marriage, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know how to balance that. I didn't know like (laughs) like what questions to ask. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I didn't know where my place was as Mm -hmm. somebody who's 
best friend just got married and is dealing with all these things and our seasons looked very differently from the outside and then we talked it out and realized no like we're kind of going through the same things <laughs> actually whenever we ask each other questions but yeah I, d- I didn't know where my place was but my mistake was not asking hey how can we figure out this new season of ours how can we go from here because obviously when the seasons change or when times change whatever happens you have to adjust accordingly and you have to grow in it you have to be willing to ask those hard questions you know I was just letting it all slip away because I prioritize mm-hmm. productivity I want to show up I want to just get all these done and then focus on my relationships or and then focus on the important things which that is not the attitude I have and so whenever Claire and I or that's not the attitude I should have I should say yeah. um, so whenever Claire and I were talking about it I came to this realization of oh my gosh like without even realizing I let all these other little things completely cloud the really important things and man, like I miss, I really miss Clara as a best friend. And whenever she started saying it, I'm like, wow, like I didn't even realize this was happening. (laughs) And that's just the danger of autopilot. That is the danger of going through the motions and Mm -hmm. trying to cram things and get things done. And then whenever you don't have enough to pour out, you don't have enough to invest in the things that really do matter. The coolest thing for me was that whenever I word vomited all of this yesterday to Bex she was like I I was like I'm so sorry I'm I'll, I'll talk about what I was feeling in a second but she was like I'm so sorry I I didn't know how to help you like I knew you weren't okay but I didn't know how to ask and that number one made me feel really validated because I was like oh she knew I didn't feel okay you know she knew I wasn't okay um and so that was like really great to hear but it made me realize like I wasn't I wasn't telling you, hey, I'm going through some stuff right now. And she was like, I woke up one day and realized I didn't know anything. And I was like, I stopped telling you things, you know, and it was kind of just this cycle, I guess. We both just realized like we we'd been thinking these things like I miss you. I don't know what's going on. I you know, I see that you're hurting, but I don't know. Hmm how to fix it. Um, and it was, we weren't asking the right questions yeah, and we weren't asking because mm-hmm. they're hard. Like who wants, they are you hard see questions. Your friend yeah. hurting, you don't want to be like, Hey, you're not okay. And that person's like, no, I'm okay. But then you have to be like, no, really? Like, mm-hmm. are, are you okay? Um, and that is hard because probably a lot of the time I might've pushed you away and said, you know, I'm fine. But it was really validating to, to for me to hear, like, I knew you weren't okay. Right. But I didn't know how to fix it because then that makes me go, oh, okay, I should have done X, Y, Z. So anyways, well, Yeah. And I mean, it just goes back to my fear of being a burden because I was afraid mm-hmm. to ask those hard questions because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, who am I to add more stress to her life? Who am I to maybe confront difficult things? And, you know, that's not the right attitude to have. If you have a relationship in your life, whether it's friendship, whatever it is, <clears throat> excuse me, family, work, whatever, man, like those hard questions are so necessary for growth or else you're just going to stay in this weird autopilot of any friendship. So it's just, it's like, the, yeah. yeah, like Claire was saying, this weird cycle that we were in. <laughs> yeah. There aren't a ton of people in my life that have a seat at my table in the way that Bex does. Mm-hmm. And so there aren't other people that are there asking those questions of me. Um, And so it, it basically, I was just kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to just continue to live in this crazy, if that makes sense. As long as, you know, no one's, no one's checking me, no one's saying, hey, are you okay? Or this isn't okay. Um, Because I've even had my family members recently be like, Claire, Mm -hmm. you should have told me Mm -hmm. what was going on. 
because I could have really told you that that wasn't okay, you know? Yeah, I think just the the biggest disconnect was communication Mm -hmm. and not effectively communicating and just assuming that we were, because we were communicating what had always worked, doesn't mean that that's what works now and every season's change. And especially um, for any of you who, you know, maybe may have best friends who are married or you're the best friend that's married and you have your single friends have a conversation like where where is your place now in that like where Mm -hmm. um do you fit into their married life or do married friends fit into single people's lives like you Mm -hmm. need to have a conversation like that because i mean claire when claire and i were talking we're like man like everything we did in college worked and we're trying that now and it isn't Mm -hmm. working anymore because our lives are changing and that's okay It's okay. Yeah, I I think um, (laughs) one of the most important things that came out of last night was just that we started this entire podcast as an outflow of our friendship Mm -hmm. and a dream that we had together. Um, And slowly because it, you know, you only have so much time for so many things in a day. And the time that I used to spend Mm -hmm. just hearing about Becca's life and listening to her would was was overshadowed and and used up by podcast stuff. And so suddenly Mm -hmm. every time I'm texting Bex and every time she's texting me, it's about business. Like, I mean, not business. This isn't a business, but it kind of is just in like, okay, marketing strategy or, um, you know, podcast numbers or whatever. We, that was what we were talking about over text. And then there's no room (laughs) for me to ask, Hey, how are you? What's going on? How is your prayer life? How was, you know, Mm -hmm. all of the hard questions, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was just like, it was sad just to come to the realization of like, I haven't asked you that question in a long time. And if I did, it was just because I felt Mm -hmm. bad about like texting you too many business things in a row. And then I would be like, how are you? And what's she supposed to say? Oh, uh, this really deep thing about my life. No, she's just (laughs) like, oh, I'm good. You know, we, we had a lot of that going on Mm -hmm. and I, um, had been going through a lot of stuff at, at work and just other places, um, just figuring, kind of figuring life out, I guess. And I had just assumed like, oh, Bex has always been there. She's always going to be there. Um, and I just stopped putting time and energy into our friendship because Mm. other things were in fight or flight mode, if that makes sense. And so every time I would get in front of Bex, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, well, you don't know what's going on. Um, not, not because it's her fault, but just like, I haven't, you just don't know because you haven't been here and I'm not gonna, I don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, an hour to sit down and talk about it and cry with you because we got to record this dang podcast, you know, or whatever. Um, and so then we would, months and months went by and she has no idea what's going on. Um, and so that, but she can tell that I'm hurting, but I, you know, if I, yeah, it's, it's a cycle. Um, (laughs) And so basically last night, I just really appreciated Becca because she was like, okay, let's, we need to make sure that our friendship comes first. And she was kind of like, Mm -hmm. Bex is a fixer in a good way, not like a, not a um, legalistic way, but she was. It could be taken as a bad way though. Well, but (laughs) she was just like, she was just like, okay, what can I do? Like, let's have a conversation. Like, what can I do to serve you better or whatever? So we'll talk about that in a minute. But just being right, taking the emotions, taking the, oh, my gosh, I love you so much. You know, I'm so sorry. We had that moment. But then that moment's over. So then it's like, okay, how can we fix it? 
right, where do we go from here? And we're still learning that. But I think that the very, like, I don't want to say scary part, but just the very, um, I guess, like, my woke moment during that conversation, (laughs) um, just to throw out that phrase because that was the perfect, that's the only word I know how to describe it, is that, you know, you could substitute the podcast's place in our friendship for anything in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You could substitute that as, you know, um, work uh, family drama, whatever thing that I guess um, is not necessarily bad, but is getting in the way of um, what's the most important thing right in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. And in this context, it was my relationship with Clara. And I'm thinking, man, like what, in what way am I doing this to other relationships in my life? How am I um, functioning on this autopilot mode of work, 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 get it done. And then whatever I have left over, like I'm giving other people my leftovers. Mm -hmm. And that is not how I want to treat the relationships in my life because people are the most important to me. But with who I am wired as a person, I, whenever I operate, in an unhealthy way, I put productivity before relationships, and that's not. You put not... logistics before love. Let's add that to the pot. Let's add that. That's to our actually intro. yes. That's so good. <laughs> yes, I can... yes, exactly. And there is value in logistics, but man, mm-hmm. people don't deserve my leftovers just because I have a big to do list. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think know? it was necessarily your leftovers, but I mean, I, at least I didn't really feel like your leftovers. Mm-hmm. I just felt like this isn't. Like, it's not logistically possible for, for for me, for example, to hash this whole issue out, whatever was going on in my life. Like, I'm not going to hash it all out with Philip and my mom and all mm-hmm. these different people and take – each of those things takes an hour. Um, and I was looking at it from the point of time, and I'm like, I don't – like, Bex doesn't have the time to give me an hour, and I don't have the time to give her an hour, you know, of mm. just, like, what's going on. And then last night, lo and behold, I don't know that either of us necessarily had an hour, but we took one. And mm. it was really great yeah. um, because instead of, you know, the way that you talk to your family or your husband or, you know, everyone, you kind of tell – you have to say things in different ways, I guess. And mm-hmm. I hadn't been able to just really tell, like, tell the story of what happened – and to just be like, here, this is what I'm going through right now. And for someone to just be like, so how do you feel? Like, are you okay? Are you good? Are you, you know, or yeah, wow, that's so hard. Mm-hmm. And um, that is worth the time um, because I was like, yeah. oh, I don't have the time to get us between here and there. But it just took an hour and it took an hour mm. for us just talking and updating each other. And now, like, we don't mm. have to do that. Now I can jump back in today and I can be like, here's what happened today. And I don't have to explain the last five things. No, it is. I think I think what we're both trying to say is that it is worth the little sacrifices. Little sacrifices make such a huge difference in a friendship. You know, they are worth that extra hour. Like, you know, I sit up an extra hour later to talk to Clara and I lost an hour of sleep, but my goodness, yeah. like it, it was worth it. You know, like those relationships in your life are just are so worth fighting for and they are just worth those sacrifices, whether it's something as big as purchasing um, a spontaneous trip to go <laughs> see them or, you know, text or sending them $5 on Venmo to go get their favorite drink Mm -hmm. that day. You know, it is just worth taking the time, taking a step back from yourself, from your selfishness, from your pride, 
put laying that all aside and saying, man, how can I serve this other person mm-hmm. better? And how can I meet them where they're at in a way that draws us both closer to the cross yeah. and closer in our friendship? Yeah, and something that we talked about last night that because again, like I really appreciated Bex being like, okay, how, how, not, not, she didn't say, how are we going to solve this? She was like, what steps are we going to take to get this, to step towards getting this better? Um, And one of the really Mm -hmm. cool things that we talked through last night is that um, I have really just been totally, uh, my perspective has completely changed on prayer recently. And I have just learned Mm -hmm. so much, not just about frequency of prayer. That's never been something that I am very good at. That's not something that I automatically just default to. Um, And so whenever Mm -hmm. my church is going through this series about prayer and whenever we started doing it, I was like, oh, I'm going to learn how to pray more. Um, But it's totally different than that. Mm -hmm. I've learned how to pray differently. And we've just started the series, but I've already learned so much just about how much of my time I spend like my lips were literally created to praise God. That was the only reason why they were created. The fall caused all this other stuff happening. And so whenever I'm talking mm-hmm. to him, like, why am I doing other things besides that? And Or like whenever I am, you know, obviously he wants to hear about what's going on in my life and he wants to hear all these different things. But am I saying mm-hmm. them to him like he's mm-hmm. a vending machine? Or am I saying them to him because the blood of Jesus mm. bought my place before his throne, if that makes sense? Wow. And you know what I just realized is like our friendship, Clara, and like, you know, the relationships in my life, is that a reflection of how I'm treating God? Yeah. Is that a reflection of like how I'm treating my relationship with God? Yeah. You is know? it a vending machine like, or is it exactly. I want to spend exactly. time with you because I want to? Um, Or am I sitting Mm -hmm. down and having coffee with you to get some sort of answer out of you or get some sort of Mm. sympathy or a listening ear? Or am I sitting down with you because I love you and I like being around you? And so Mm. I guess like that's what I'm personally learning with God right now is like, okay, I want to be around Mm. you and I want to talk to you because I love you. Like that should be the only reason. Um, And when all like this vending machine mentality, this is a soapbox, sorry, but this vending machine mentality is really scary Mm. because asking God for peace or asking God for justice or joy or contentment or all of those things, like Jesus is those things. God is those things. Yeah, his presence is the fullness of joy. It is peace. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I would like come to him and say, hey, I'm coming to you. I'm walking. It's like I'm walking up to you. I'm asking for joy. And then I'm walking away from you with joy. Like that's what I wanted basically. And that is just such Mm. a, that's not correct. Like that's not theologically correct. It should be, I'm coming to you and I'm sitting at your feet because that's where joy is. If I leave there, I'm Mm. not going to find it. That's That's what I've been learning about prayer. But in regards to our conversation last night, um, I really, prayer has caused me to take off autopilot in my life. I'm someone who do I do a lot of things on autopilot I'm a fantastic multitasker <laughs> but that's because you are I can, that's very true I can set, that is not a humble <laughs> brag like that is 100% true <laughs> I can set a lot of things on autopilot I can set the dishwasher on autopilot I can set the dryer on autopilot and I can do you know go do other things um mm-hmm. but friendship is not something that I can do that and um really I don't mm. want any of my you life not put people on autopilot right and I don't want any of my life to be on autopilot mm. and prayer is the thing that clicks off that autopilot for me 
Um, and so, and I, th I mean, that's why it's designed to, because you're literally, instead of having an auto, like an empty pilot in the cockpit, you're putting God there. <laughs> that's the whole point of prayer. And so it can't be auto right. if God's in control. And so, um, I was just thinking about my relationship with Becca and how it's like, okay, once a week we record this podcast, then someone edits, then it goes up, then it gets posted on social media, then, you know, whatever. And it's just this autopilot process, but mm -hmm. I wasn't ever saying, you know, Hey Bex, what do you want to talk about this week? Or what, you know, how are you doing this week? Or, you know, if ever I would say, let's record on this night, and she would go, No, I would have something. Never did I say, Oh, what do you have going on? Like, what's up? And hmm. it's those things, like I'm you you just miss it if you're on autopilot. Like it's not that I'm choosing not to care about Becca's life. I just miss it. And so hmm. we both were just kind of talking about how like, the dangers of, of autopilot. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I think so. we're throwing out this word autopilot on. And I think just to expound on that um, or just to expound yeah. on what we mean when we say autopilot is I think the center of that is apathy. And I think the center of that is not mm -hmm. necessarily um, carelessness because it, it, I wouldn't describe it as carelessness carelessness but I think it's it was just something that creeped in and um just this numbness this apathetic numbness set in and we didn't do it on purpose yeah. but we let it get that far and that's something that we had to apologize to each other for is hey I'm sorry that I that we didn't catch this sooner that we did not have this conversation yeah. before that you know I may have been afraid to put myself out there or I may have been afraid to bring it up because I didn't want to deal with any of the icky feelings that follow it and it's funny that we just had a um, an episode on confrontation and here we are not necessarily I don't I wouldn't call it conversation that we had a confrontation but it was a difficult conversation yeah. to have and um, I mean any conversation, where I have to be vulnerable and real and put myself out there is difficult for me personally because I like to have it all together. And so mm -hmm. there we are having this, you know, episode about confrontation and, you know, it's like, wow, like, no, we actually need to do this. Let's put this into practice. Let's put these hard conversations at work and let's ask the very difficult questions and try to find the answers to them. Yeah. And I think we realized a lot about our ourselves last night too, because, um, mm -hmm. whenever in times of stress, I am someone who puts my head down and just grunts through it. And I don't stop and think like, am I okay? Is this okay? You know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we talked about right. how Becca in times of stress is like, everything is fine. I, I overcompensate is good. for everything. Yeah, everything is, you know, like, like she would be like more happy than she was on a normal day because she's overcompensating for for the sadness. What we realize is that both of those things are self-centered. So like anytime we would both step up to the mic, Becca is like, okay, gotta make this good, gotta make this happy. And I am like, okay, just get through this. Hmm. You're stressed, yeah. you're gonna be fine, you know, whatever. And both of us are just in our own heads thinking about ourselves. But if I would have said like, Becca, this is really hard to say, but I'm really stressed right now. Like, can you please pray for me? Um, then she, that would have allowed her to go, hmm. oh, okay, well, you know what? I'm gonna pray for you because I, you know, that would have allowed her yeah. to be the strong one. Hmm. for me and give me lead me to the true joy instead of trying to like fake like bring my joy up you know by trying to like yeah. just talk about it um, yeah to build each other up yeah and to point each other towards Christ like if mm -hmm. if I'm going to continue to 
strive for lack of a better word and feel inadequate in my striving and I don't tell anyone about it then that person isn't going to be able to go hey um, remember how Jesus died so you don't have to strive (laughs) or remember or I could say to Becca I could be like hey remember how Jesus died so that we could be vulnerable with each other because he was vulnerable Mm -hmm. with us you know and we can say that and like we just had robbed ourselves of the chance of saying that yeah yeah we weren't giving each other the freedom and creating the space to Uh, even bring those things up it was just like oh yeah we're fine and we can't really see out of our own selfishness or our own pride or you know put in an xyz and it was probably there (laughs) yeah so i mean all this to say you know we're we don't have all the answers obviously as you can tell we're kind of working through this we're learning how you know friendships change as seasons change as times change whatever insert whatever you want for the word season because i know that we're all tired of hearing it But we are starting and we are willing to start with asking the right questions to restore the relationships. We don't have to have the answers right away, but I do think that we need to put ourselves out there to ask the difficult questions. And so, I mean, just kind of let you in. Here's what we're starting to ask each other now is how can we serve each other better in the season we're in? Um, And I mean, for Clara, that is what she's going through. Um, with her job or what she's going through in her marriage. Like, how can I serve her better as her best friend? Um, And how can we make prayer a priority? That, like, it sounds like such a simple solution to snap somebody out of any apathy or any numbness. But man, like, prayer really does bring us into the presence of God. And when we're just kind of approaching God with, like Claire was saying, that vending machine mentality, that's just going to continue to pushes deeper and deeper and deeper into that numbness, into that autopilot. And so, man, may we all learn as the church, as image bearers, to choose prayer first and foremost, and um, to just always approach God with the perspective of God. I love you and I'm in awe of you. And I like, I am living for our relationship. Like that relationship is the most important thing. And then it overflows into all your other relationships in life. And that's a really cool part of it. And, you know, I also think another important question that we can ask each other is how can we fight um, and be champions for one another? How can we fight for each other? How can we show each other that we are willing to show up for our friendship, um, show up for the hard times, the good times, and everything in between? How can we show up for the people who are most important in our lives? And so those are kind of like the three, I mean, at least from my perspective, the three big questions that like I not only want to start with my relationship with Clara, but also um, with my with family members, with my parents, with my siblings, with – I only have one sibling. I don't know why I said siblings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but with, you know, my sibling or yeah, just work relationships too. How can I serve the people I work with better? And I think mm-hmm. just – showing somebody that we're willing to even ask those questions and hear the answers speaks volumes and it really does open so much space for growth. So um, that's Mm -hmm. kind of how we're approaching it and working through it. Obviously, we're still in the trenches, but (laughs) we're willing to at least ask each other those things. Yeah. And um, of course, we have kind of, uh, we're basing this around um, the Bible and there are a lot of, there is actually a lot of friendship in the Bible. Um, If you want to do a little study on that, you can go real deep into that. But basically, I just kept thinking about the when I was thinking about talking to Becca, like I literally thought five minutes before it wasn't like I had been planning this whole thing. Um, But about five minutes before, I just kept thinking um, about 
in Proverbs, it says faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And not like I was trying to like Mm. wound Becca (laughs) at all, but I just knew (laughs) that if we could, like if we could get through the first 10 minutes of like, oh man, this really sucks, then it would, it could start to grow from there. And I knew Mm. that Becca was a relationship that if I came to her with a really hard thing, she wasn't going to shut down and go, no, this is hurting me. Bye. You know, she wasn't going to say like, wow, this is hard to hear or wow, you're calling me out or wow, you know, whatever. And Mm -hmm. just be done. I knew that she was going to be in it with me. And so I think that that's the one caveat is like when you're asking those questions of someone, if a, if that person is not, if I walk, if you have a friend that you're walking up to saying, Hey, how can I serve you better? How can I make prayer a priority? How can I push you towards Jesus? And that makes them uncomfortable or they aren't willing to be in that with you, then like maybe that's not the level of friendship you're at yet with them. <laughs> because I think yeah. that's that's a really special type of friendship that, you know, I don't have mm-hmm. 12 of these friendships. <laughs> I have a few in my exactly. life, but I don't have 12. And um, so I think that if if you're not to that point in a relationship, then just the prayer question would be the relevant question to me is just saying like, mm, hey, how can good. I pray for this person? But I do kind of want to, I, I do kind of want to say hard conversations are hard. <laughs> and <laughs> it, you know, yeah. there was one point in the conversation last night where I was like, I have, I'm speaking right now and I have no idea what Bex is thinking. I cannot read her face, you know, <laughs> like over Skype or whatever. And that is not, comfortable like that's not really fun especially Mm, on a Tuesday you know um and so I would just encourage you like I'm I bet if you're listening to this episode there's a friend that you're thinking of right now that Mm, maybe you don't need to have a confrontation with them but maybe you're thinking man this isn't what I wish it could be or this isn't what I want it to be or this isn't what God wants it to be Mm. and if that's the case then like I would just encourage you you don't have to you know, plan out this Starbucks date where you lay out an outline of everything that's gone on. Yeah, like don't prepare a PowerPoint presentation. Like, it's okay. Yeah, (laughs) like I think our conversation last night started because I said, Bex, I feel really awkward. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, why? (laughs) And I was like, um, I was like, expound. Yeah, I was like, I just feel awkward because, and that started a really great conversation. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be eloquent, but it was so worth it. And like I said, mm, we're not yeah. at this, we're not where we want to be, but at least now we both know that we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> and at least now we can have this mm. conversation and say like, here's what you need to know. I really love you and I really miss you. And I want our friend that our friendship has value to me. And that's something that like Bex didn't hear me say that two days ago. So you know, it's already, we're already benefiting from just those words. Like those words are important to say to your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And man, may we never assume that whatever we don't say, the other person understands. Does that make sense? Like whatever, you know, if we're not saying like, Hey, I value you. I value our friendship. How can we work on this? Whatever. Don't assume that the other person is feeling that. Well, it's like, especially if you're not, if you're, if you're too busy or you're going through a season where you don't have the ability to show that person then they're going to need to hear mm-hmm. it because how else are they going to know? You yeah, know? exactly. And I mean, Clara is a words person. Like she is words of affirmation True. 100%. And, um, you know, I need to recognize, man, like my words have so much power to Clara um, with just mm-hmm. like who I am in her life. And 
um, you know, I'm a big words person too. And so, man, hearing those things, like I, I know that those things, like whatever goes and said, like, you know, like I, I know that those things are true, but at the same time, like the mm-hmm. power of words and the power, um, that they have for other people in our lives, may we never underestimate yep. that. And may we never take that for granted. And that's, that's to every you know, every person (laughs) in our lives. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what is our, I guess, quote unquote point or so what of this episode? Um, It's pretty (laughs) much to say, we don't want you to make the same mistakes we did. Um, And, you know, we know that there are a lot of you who, like Clara said, man, maybe you're thinking of somebody in your life that you can improve a relationship by just initiating a conversation, by just talking about it, by just putting it out there. We just encourage you to do it. We really, really do. We um, encourage you to have that hard conversation, to ask those questions, mm-hmm. and to be okay with not having the answers, and to also be okay with stepping outside of yourself and laying down um, whatever has taken um, the idol of your heart um, and whatever is, you know, on the throne of your heart, I guess I should say. Yeah, Um, I think like Americans crave wrapping up a conversation with a bow. Like mm-hmm. we see it on TV, we hear it, we read it in books and the conversation's just like, okay, hug it out, wrap up the conversation with a bow. Yep. And yeah. that just didn't happen last night. And I don't think it should have because then we just would have gone back exactly to what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I think saying like, hey, I'm committed to working on this with you tomorrow and the next mm-hmm. day and the next day. That's how it works yeah. to follow Christ. That's how it works to Mm. be in an ongoing growing friendship. And so I think a lot of that too was just, um, was, yeah, us not like resisting the urge to wrap it up in a bow. (laughs) Exactly. And I think the really cool part about all of this that we're learning is at least for me personally, this really does spill into other areas of my life. Like Clara, it sounds so weird to say, but like Clara really is, you know, teaching me about how to reject apathy in my future marriage or whenever I do get Mm -hmm. married, she's teaching me how to do that. And she's teaching me how to do that with my family right now. And just to be intentional with the relationships that I have right in front of me, but then also to take those lessons, to remember them and then apply them to relationships in my future. And, um, just to remember what I'm learning. So that's the cool part is just like, man, whatever the Lord teaches us something or uses other people to teach us something, it is for a greater purpose and it will be used. And, um, we're never going to stop learning. We're going to keep going. So that I think is the cool part. Yeah. The iron sharpens iron verse is all great and fine until you actually start the grind. (laughs) Because yes, the yeah. whole point of having godly friendships is to sharpen each other. And if you're mm-hmm. never having conversations so like that, yeah. then like if you're never having pain, then you're never being sharpened. If that I maybe mean, is that bold? Is that too bold? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a good spicy take. I'm here for it. I like it. Um, no, it's true. I mean, you can't experience growth without uncomfortability and without stepping out of your comfort zone and stepping out of what you already know. And I'm just reminded of this quote. It's honestly one of my favorite quotes and I don't even remember who said it, but whoever told it or said it to me, thank you. I don't know if you're ever going (laughs) to listen to this, but someone once told me, and this was when I was like a freshman in college or something, that every single relationship in my life is going to either be ministry or manipulation. 
Um, and just as Clara was saying, our main purpose in our relationships is to sharpen each other as iron sharpens iron. And if you aren't doing that, then it's, you know, it's manipulation. Then why are you investing into that relationship? You know, so well, it's manipulation I, in the sense that like, if you're not sharpening and you're not focused on that other person's well-being, then you're just focused mm-hmm. on yourself and how that person exactly. can please you. So it's like, yeah, it's selfish. Yeah. For sure. So, I mean, I know that's kind of real. That's raw. That's challenging. And um, I mean, it's challenging for us for sure. But we hope that it brings you and encourages you to really um, take a step back, step out of yourself, step out of your routine for a hot second and just kind of ask yourself, OK, how am I doing with my relationships? How am I doing with my friendships? How can I improve them? How can I start asking these questions? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for me is just um, understanding that being vulnerable, like I don't think you need to walk around your whole life being vulnerable with everyone. The person in the supermarket asks, how are you? Mm -hmm. It's okay to say I'm good. You know, you don't have to like (laughs) go into a big thing with them. Um, But I think as when the people that you have invited to your table, the people that you have, um, that you are in an iron sharpens iron relationship with, um, it is just so important that you're honest with them and that you let them in um, Mm. because sin has every chance to breed when it's not brought into the light. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, are we okay to, are we okay to wrap up right now? Is that, is that cool? Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this conversation. We know it was kind of, um, a reset episode of where we're both just sitting back Mm -hmm. and saying like, Hey, you know, this is what we're learning right now. And, um, we're coming to you from just a very real place and this is the middle welcome to the middle welcome to the middle um and (laughs) just man may we continue to choose the better part um and i think we need to remind ourselves of that claire as like we talk about the better part all the time but may we actually choose the better part in our friendships and Mm -hmm. be encouraged to do that every single day so with that being said we will see you guys in two weeks Um, We hope you guys have a fabulous weekend and we love you guys. Bye.